We well, we saved a bunch of them too. We got them from a garage sale, enough where we kept them under my brother's bed. And we actually had a little index book that we bought where you could look up and it would tell you what issue and what year you could go back and look at said topic. Those are the magazines you kept under your brother's bed. <laughs> well. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 12 minutes after 5 on this Thursday morning. Did you, uh, did you solve the dog in the trash mystery well, at your residence yet? Kind of. So yesterday morning, I get up the earliest in, in our house, obviously. And I, <laughs> Clearly. No I one get, else gets up in the middle no of the night over there? And I go to bed the earliest, and I got three kids at home. And I get up, and the, the dog never gets up with me. He, he'll, he'll, like, raise his head and give me the, hey, hey enjoy, you really, enjoy your day. Are you really getting up now? <laughs> it sucks to be you, but yep. then he goes and lays back I'm good. Down. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I go into the kitchen and, uh, the garbage has opened up and there's, there's food everywhere. Like, well, not food, but garbage. He yeah. Clearly right. some, someone threw one thing away, whether it was a piece of chicken or something that he couldn't, you know, couldn't Could contain not resist. Himself. I got to get me some of that. Yeah, we do have a child lock on our, our, uh, our, gar- our, on our garbage, but it did busted. So anyway, now that's fixed. But anyway, so it was everywhere. And I laughed. I was like, how in the world... Am I waking up to this? Because he doesn't get up in the middle of the night and come downstairs and do something like that. He's he's in the bedroom with the door shut with us. So there, you know. So who went Your to bed? Your assessment was that this occurred at some time during other people's waking yes, hours. It had to have. There's no <laughs> way it could not have because when Angie goes to bed, the dog goes to bed. That's how it works. So I take a picture and I send it to the whole family with a hmm. <laughs> and and my wife, who, by the way, would never in a million years walk away from that. Like she'd right. be like, but like that would keep her up all night if she knew it was like that. She's like, why? You know, she sends a sex back. It turns out we think that when she went upstairs uh, to say goodnight to the kids who were all in bed and she just went up there, uh, she never made it down back to the kitchen. That dog snuck down. Did some work and then came back up. Got a little taste. And then got in bed and that was the end of it. So yeah, so that was my my cleanup this week. So no one knowingly walked past all, it. All three kids were like, no, no, no dad. It wasn't that because I said, I'm like, hey, Bryn, how could it not have been you? How did you not see that? Like, how do you not hear it? Nothing no, worse. It wasn't me, I swear. Because that happens in households, right? Oh, kids yeah. walk past some sort of mess that your pet made. Mm-hmm. Be like, did anybody... Nobody saw this, huh? No Walk one back. saw the cat puke. Like right in the middle of the hallway <laughs> with the by the bedrooms. Like everybody nope, nobody saw it. <laughs> I, I didn't see it, Dad. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 you didn't. In this case, unless I'm being fooled, they all claim they didn't know. <laughs> they I aren't your children though, and you're really good at feigning that kind of thing, you know, Mr. Fake News. <laughs> Deep fake guy. <laughs> Careful. Not fake news. Not not that. Not that. Brandon's got sports coming up next. <laughs> Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. One day after leaving multiple runners stranded in scoring position, Christian Yelich and the Milwaukee Brewers redeemed themselves on Wednesday night in the Big Apple. Here's the pitch. Swing and ground ball hit towards the middle. It's through a base hit. Anderson scores. Perkins will score. Weimer ends up at third. Some huge insurance for the Brewers to make it 5-2. to two. Lane Grindle on the call right here on WTMJ as Yelich drove in two runs with his single to center field. And the Brewers go on to win 5-2 over those New York Mets, securing their 42nd win of the season. Yelich, who you just heard, 
who continues to swing a hot bat, played a big part in the win on Wednesday night, finishing the game with three total hits and two runs batted in. He's playing really well, um, he's, and he's played well for a really long time in, in this season now. So he, he's swinging. The, the bats are really, really tough right now. He, he's turned it into like every at-bat is really tough. His at-bats have been really, really solid. You know, the, our first inning pressure has been caused by him being just on base. I mean, it's like, I think it's five or six out of six out of seven or five out of six games base hit to lead off the game. The Brewers have now won eight out of their last 12 games, and they will look for the series win today in New York. Coverage gets underway here on WTMJ beginning at 535. Adrian Hauser expected to get the start for the Brew Crew. Staying in baseball from one New York team to the other, Yankee starter Domingo Herman, who wears the number zero, doing just that against the Oakland Athletics on Wednesday night. In his way. The call courtesy of the Yes Network in New York as Herman tossed the 24th perfect game in Major League Baseball history. NBA, yeah, f- how'd you like to be that third baseman fielding that hot ground? No pressure. <laughs> when does the pressure set in for you? You think? I mean, at the catcher, every yeah. pitch, right? Uh, you know, every call, well, every what throw. pitch are we throwing? Everything, yeah. right? The communication. Sixth inning when guys. <laughs> yeah. Aren't talking about it, it's just kind of hit. looking at each other like, are you seeing this? It's starting to hit. Uh, last but not least, NBA free agency gets underway tomorrow beginning at 5 p.m. Bucks guard Javon Carter opting out of his player option this week, making him a free agent. He will join the likes of Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez, who will all be looking to cash in this summer. Coming up. Dr. Jones, get him. Soon to a theater near you. That story next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Soon to a theater near you, and by soon I mean today. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, the fifth, and they assure us, Eric, the final film, Indiana Indiana Jones Legacy. All right, here we go. Which, although I deeply love the character and can't get enough of Indy, even I admit the franchise is only batting five hundred. <laughs> See, I, two for four. I come on. Temple gonna, of Doom is not, not that bad. Not good. Didn't like it. Oh my gosh! Compared to four, are you kidding? So there's that. Compared to four, yes, better. I just felt like Temple of Doom deviated from like the magic. There was no magic about it. It was just kind of gross. <laughs> it was a little adventurous. He was almost more of a superhero than he was yes, an archaeologist absolutely. who's finding some relic that no one can ever discover. Yeah, and there was none of the religious mystery about it. Yeah. He was just, you know... I would assume the same thing this time around, though. It's not like the relic is some... Well, it's not a, it's nothing real. So a little bit more about that here as we get through it. Uh, Crystal Skull, I'll also say, probably shouldn't have been made. But here it comes. First showings in our area this afternoon. Dad told me you found something on a train during the war. A dial that could change the course of history. Why are you chasing the thing that drove your father crazy? Now, there's a little magic there, Eric. Could okay. change the course of history, this dial. The okay. dial of destiny. Yeah. Spielberg and Lucas serve as executive producers, so they're involved, but they didn't, like, flat make the film, right? Seems Indy's goddaughter, he refers to her as goddaughter. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's actual or I don't know if there's anything. No, I think it's a goddaughter, yeah. She uh, says dad in that clip yes. you displayed. She's on a quest to find this dial of destiny. Some of Indy's old foes, the Nazis, they're involved yeah, again. Right. Dr. Jones, 
get him. So there's that. You stole it. Then you stole it. And then I stole it. It's called capitalism. <laughs> All right. Ooh. Little good stuff there. A little right. banter. Yeah. That you expect in these films. Uh, all I want is a successful ending. I just don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's got to be strong with some great action, but I just don't want to be disappointed by some silly, I don't know, magical ending or, or something like that. I will add that some people are entirely expecting that. I had a couple of reviews here. Actually, one's not even a review. It's more of a preview. <laughs> all right, what does this that mean? This is, uh, where's my guy here? Oh, Eric, I had it right there. I can't find it. Well, so while you look for it, I guess what I would say just in general, like the expectation level is high only because like this for me anyway is right in my wheelhouse of like, this was like the cool fedora hats were so cool because of this movie character, because of this franchise. He like created a whole imagination for a generation. Here's a guy who didn't see it yet, but, uh, he doesn't have high expectations. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is likely to go down as one of the most expensive flops in Hollywood history. <laughs> so he's excited. He's got more than a million subscribers on YouTube. Uh, I mean, he may not be wrong. Thing. He may not. Uh, let me see. In terms of why he doesn't think it's going to be good. Not just because it stars an 80-year-old lead who was already over the hill when he did the last indie movie 15 years ago. Not just because of the scathing reviews coming from an access media that normally defends every new piece of soulless corporate entertainment like their very lives depended on it. <laughs> okay. It worked with a Scottish accent. So he doesn't see it. Uh, let me see. Lindsay Barr, AP film writer. She has seen it. Not sure anyone had an especially burning need to know what Indiana Jones was up to lately, but at least it gives everyone a chance to end on a higher note than Kingdom of the Crystal Okay, Skull. that's a good sign. So what I'm seeing in some of the reviews that are out, not as good as one in three, better than certainly four, somewhere in the neighborhood of two. Okay, I'll take in the neighborhood of two because you and I are different. Showtimes at Marcus Theater start at 3 o'clock this afternoon, even though the official U.S. release date is tomorrow. I've been looking for this all my life. Five forty-two on Wisconsin's morning news. Big golf news in the state today. Forty-third annual U.S. Senior Open is here in Wisconsin. Tees off for competition early this morning. Century World in Stevens Point. Some of the legends of the game of golf running around Central Wisconsin this week. That's cool. That's why it's super cool. I mean, even when you're talking about the championships that have been played, Aaron Hills obviously out in Washington County, mm-hmm. but close to Milwaukee. Yeah. Up in Kohler with the Ryder Cups and the PGA Championships. Still close to Milwaukee, close to Green Bay. You got Stevens Point, you got Wausau. And then... So what do you do around Stevens Point? Do you get some kind of Airbnb? Is that where they're all staying? That's what they're talking about. Like They're all over central Wisconsin. So outside of Stevens Point, obviously the Wausau area and all points in between. A lot of sure. times golfers, the, the players and the caddies and whatever will rent homes because yeah. uh, they have the means to do that. Um, some are in local hotels and such. Wisconsin boasting 10 of the country's top 100 rated golf courses by Golf Digest. Golf Mecca. 
So this is just the latest huge golf event, a major economic impact as well. Melissa Sable is director of marketing for the Stevens Point Area Convention and Visitors Bureau, says she's looking at fifty to 75,000 people coming to the area for the four-day event. Ooh. Calling it a $20 million economic impact for Stevens Point and neighboring communities. Have you played that course? A number of times. It's best known for, if you don't really know golf, but you might know this, the flower hole. I believe it's hole 16. It's a par 3. And it is surrounded by the most amazing plantation of annuals. And the rules for this professional golf tournament are the same as if you and I go play the course. If you miss hit one and you end up in the flowers, they don't want you on running around in there. <laughs> You're trying, not hacking in there, trying to find your Srix on or your Titleist. <laughs> Is this you, Titleist? Couple of dots on it. No, <laughs> don't go running into the flowers. So the players will get a free drop out of that. No penalty for being really? in there. So they won't play it like a hazard. Hmm. They'll just say, leave the ball in there. Drop. I don't know where exactly the drop will be. I might want my ball back though. Yeah, well, if you're, play- if you're swinging a hot ball, that's huh? right. <laughs> That ball was good to me. I birdied the last. <laughs> First tee time, 7 o'clock this morning. Madison's Jerry Kelly off at 824. Steve Stricker, not until 204 this afternoon. Brandon's got more sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Green Bay Packers are just weeks away from the start of their training camp. A new era will officially begin in title time with Jordan Love under center. According to his Pro Bowl guard, Elton Jenkins, the team is all in on the first-year starter heading into 2023. His approach to the game, like when he first got in the league, you know, he wasn't our starter, but the way that he walked around the locker room, the way that he approached the game, you know, he always approached every game as a starter, so we know that he's going to be prepared and just ready to go on Sunday or whenever we play. So, um... In OTA, seen a lot of good things from Jordan. A lot of a lot of leadership. He stepped up as a leader a lot. So um, I'm very excited for his future, and I'm ready to play with him. Jenkins, who joined the NFL Network this week, as he and the Pack will get started in Green Bay here in a few weeks, beginning on July 26th. From the NFL to the Diamond Nest, Christian Yelich had three hits and knocked in two timely RBIs, helping the Brewers to the 5-2 win over the New York Mets on Wednesday night. Here's the pitch. Swing and ground ball hit towards the middle. It's through a base hit. Anderson scores. Perkins will score. Weimer ends up at third. Some huge insurance for the Brewers to make it 5-2. Laying Grindle on the call as Yelich helped cushion the Brewers' lead there in the eighth. And the bullpen shuts down the Mets in the Big Apple for the team's 42nd win of the season. We took advantage. We got some big hits. Um, you know, with Blake and then Yelly at the end of the game, got a big hit. So... Big hits and great effort by the bullpen. The Brewers will look for the series win tonight with Adrian Hauser expected to get the start for Milwaukee. Coverage gets underway here on WTMJ beginning at 535. Coming up, Tito Puente Jr. playing Summerfest and talking with WTMJ. That's next. Weekend two of the big gig, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Gates open at noon at Meyer Festival Park. It is Throwback Thursday, presented by Pick and Save. $5 admission and 50% off beverages from noon until 6 o'clock today. Been 23 years now since the passing of Latin music icon Tito Puente. Since that time, his youngest son, Tito Puente Jr., carries on his legacy with a performance July 7th 
He's going to be at the Briggs and Stratton Big Backyard at Summerfest next week. WTMJ's John Mercure and Sandy Mack spoke with Tito about honoring what would have been his father's 100th birthday this year, sharing his music with the next generation. We're excited to be joined by musical legend Tito Puente Jr. Tito, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Muchas gracias, y'all. <laughs> hey, we're going to talk about your dad and legacy and all that stuff, but I want to start with when I think about your music, I think about passion and energy. How would you describe your music to someone who's not familiar with it? Yeah, the music is Afro-Cuban music. It's very up-tempo, very percussion-based. I think everybody that comes to my concerts, they always get up. By the end of the night, we're doing a, a conga line right through the theater. Tito, I got to see you last November at the Northern Lights Theater, and you are right. The whole place was a party. How many people are on stage to get that rhythmic sound? We have an 11-piece orchestra, and it's a lot it has to do with the horn section and the, the timbales, the congas, and it brings everybody together. You know, the music of my late father was so incredible on how many years, over 50 years, 186 albums, traveling the world. But if we did one thing, he was an ambassador of Latin music, brought people together for one purpose, and that's to dance to his music. And if you were to say to me, who plays the wildest vibes, what would I say? Tito Right, and here he is, Tito Tito, I'm glad you brought up your dad because so many famous people, whether they're musicians or athletes, kind of run from their parents' legacy and feel the need to create their own, but you embrace it. Tell us about your dad's influence. He was so greatly influenced in my future, my, my career, everything that I stand for. Um, I love the fact that, that he passed the torch down to me. Uh, it was quite reasonable, too, because he made me go to school and learn how to read and write music. And I'm glad that he pushed me towards playing drums. And I'm glad I got that experience uh, throughout his entire career. And then uh, he passed away 23 years ago. We're celebrating his 100th centennial anniversary, his birthday, 100 years old. This year, Tito Puente, we're celebrating with concerts around the world. And I'm glad I could bring his music to the new generation. You know, the last name Puente means bridge, and that's what I'm kind of doing. I'm bridging a new generation of young kids to learn about the music of Tito Puente from his era from the 1940s and 50s. And that's what I continue to do. Honor to welcome to the show the one and only Tito Puente. What is some of the best advice you ever got from your dad? Wow, he used to tell me, surround yourself with creative people, thus you will be creative. And I encourage all the young listeners that are tuned in today, surround yourself with people that like what you do, whether you be a singer, piano player, guitar player, percussion player. Surround yourself with others that play that. You can vibe off each other and have that influence and then create new sounds and new music for the future generations. Well, Oscar, what do you say now? I got you to dance. Uh, I'll tell you what I say now. Don't ever do that to me again! This! When you're behind the drums, what is one of your favorite songs to play live? Oh, you know, there's there's so many. My father has 10,000 arrangements and 180 some odd albums. My personal favorite is Oye Como Va, one of those big, huge hits that uh, my father wrote. Everybody seems to know the lyrics. They're very simple, and 
And it's one of those tunes that really get people out of their seats and enjoy that cha-cha-cha sound. We're so excited to have you at Summerfest. What's it like to be outside, live audience, warm summer evening, just in the open air? I'm looking for a huge conga line at Summerfest. Wisconsin fans have been so beautiful to, to my father many, many times he's performed there. And now we're bringing the music and the centennial party of Tito Puente's uh, history, his life. Adam Roberts produced the piece. You can check out Tito Puente Jr. Friday, July 7th for that huge conga line that he wants. Six o'clock is his show at the Briggs & Stratton Big Backyard. Business headlines are sponsored by Old National Bank. Get old. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Teddy Nichol. Milwaukee officials continue to wrestle with the unusual move of transferring a public street to private ownership under Northwestern Mutual. But a city committee endorsed the land transfer yesterday, moving the company one step closer to acquiring the street for its expansion. The local vegan restaurant Twisted Plants plans to open in West Allis in the former Fratelli's restaurant space on West Lincoln Avenue. Twisted Plants started as a food truck business and also has locations in Cudahy and on Milwaukee's east side. A plan to add hundreds of housing units in the Kenosha County village of Summers is moving forward. The project would include around 400 for rent townhouses and 30 duplex units, helping to ease the area's housing shortage as the region's industrial economy booms. I'm Teddy Nykel with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.